Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Here we go. Yep. We're going. We're going. Um, so, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 125. Um, I got lots of notes. A lot of my day is going to be notes, I, be- I think. Okay, I like it. Because uh, I haven't been, I think we talked, I've been uh, a little behind on stuff. So I haven't been able to... Uh, fully immerse myself in anything really okay uh, so i'm gonna have you lead today but i i did see at some point i want to i think we need to like bring back our challenge discussion oh uh, maybe next week um we could have de- getting, getting really good we could have done that in our prep call you know just now oh yeah well this is our pre-prep this is post-prep uh, this is the actual thing um <laughs> yeah exactly and then uh, Mr. Robot, big big thing happened uh, last episode. I didn't. I only, I've only seen the first episode. Oh, there's a big big twist coming, buddy. Okay. Well, but anyway, go um, ahead. Uh, you know what's great about this? Uh, even though you haven't seen it, this next episode they actually like give you a recap of what basically E Corp is and like where we are right now because. Uh, you know that show is so confusing. It's been it, off yeah, the air for totally. it's been off the air for a long time. Right. And I was trying to like look at recaps online and listening to podcasts or trying to catch up and figure out uh, remember things. And then this last episode in the very beginning, they do like a recap, which I'm guessing uh, um, was designed. You know. Good. Yeah, I, that's one of those shows that I, I kind of like, I'll be three quarters of the way through it and I'll open up uh, Vulture. Um, that's a good site for this. I'll open up Vulture and they do like recaps and I'll just sit there and I'll be like, what What am I watching? And I read it. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> um, so, which is something I did for one of our subjects today as well. Um, okay. Uh, my notes... So first of all, I'm in school. I just wanted you to know. I didn't tell you that. What do you mean you're in school? I'm taking three classes right now. Online? Yep. What classes are you taking? I'm taking a screenwriting class to refresh, you know, to, to help me finish finish all the shit I've been writing. I'm hoping this all, you know, like assignments will make me finish shit. Um, and then I'm taking a... Uh, uh, stocks class because I've been investing my money and I suck at it so I figured I should learn how to do that a little bit better and then my third class I'm taking is a sign language class I've always wanted to learn sign language and now I'm doing it oh yeah you told me about the sign language sign language class has got to be tough online because I feel like you have to be one on one with someone that knows how to do the signs um well, you just got to kind of, um, actually, I would save the three. Like, I worked the most at the sign language class because I wanted, like, you know, they give you quizzes and shit. You got to do them and you got to self, you know, pretty much you have to be like, yeah, I got this right or wrong, you know, so. Is online schooling, like, the best thing that's ever been invented for you? You don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> No, because there's like this, you know, there's discussion boards and that's where you like list, like where you post your homework or you have to be like, hey, so like my screenwriting homework this week is to like hit random for uh, in my music, like my music uh, playlist and write down the first 10 songs that play and make a story out of it. 
which is something okay. I would do in my spare time anyway. And like all these people critique your stuff and yeah, then you're so, mad at all so, these people that uh, you've never met before. Yeah, so like what if like Who Abba, is this prank, you guys? If Abba comes up first or something, they'll be like, geez, this guy's such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have, still have anxiety about it, you know, even though, who knows, they're probably all like 15-year-old kids in my class. I wouldn't know. But yeah, three classes. Well, how much? In retrospect, I should have done one. How do you have time for so much other shit? I don't. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, this it's better than wasting my time reading about Trump. That's what I say. That is true. That is I mean, true. that's what I do with my spare time when I'm not, so... I mean, at this point, if you're still, like, a Trump person, you're just, like... If you're pro-Trump, you're just... Pro, I mean, I don't want to... You're pro-asshole, right? Like, you just, like... Yeah. There's no yeah. way... I can understand hating, like, super liberal people, but I, I just, at this point, if you're pro-Trump, you're just really, like, you're just trolling the world. Um, he's, a, he's embarrassed. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Uh, there's the Star Wars, speaking of embarrassing, I'm really excited for Monday Night Football because they're going to premiere the new Star Wars trailer. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. I heard that's coming out. Um, what else? Um, did you see Ster- uh, Howard Stern on Bill Maher last week? No, I, I saw like a little bit of a clips from it. Dude, no, I, I got to tell you, it was like, I loved it. It was so good. It was my favorite of all the Stern stuff. Because those, that's like two guys who have, you know, they're like, first of all, they're two guys who help shape a lot of the, like, you know, I really, res- like, I, I tune into every time. And so they were kind of riffing on each other. And, you know, they were talking about their relationship, but they were doing it kind of making fun of each other, but kind of being serious. And it was just, I don't know. It was just really good. It wasn't like this insightful thing where he they dug deep into each other, but it was good. It was like, I don't know. It was like, a, it, I'll tell you, it's a different side of Bill Maher than I've seen. Because Bill uh, Stern, Stern was like, you have a girlfriend? And Bill Maher is like, yes. And he's like, you do. You have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend that you like. He's like, no, well, I have several. This is why you and I are different. You love marriage. I love being single. And he's like, you know, and then he keeps making fun of him. He's like, oh, Bill's got 17 girlfriends. You know, like, it's, it's just good. It's like, uh, I highly recommend it. Um, did you see... Okay, so you're obviously... This is becoming a weekly occurrence that'll have to stop, but you not watching Succession has got to be one of the biggest um, disappointments in all of mankind. <laughs> yeah, my uh, roommate here in my uh, house I'm staying at like loves that show and he's watching it, but I haven't seen it. I mean, the finale, this, you know, they just had the finale last weekend. It was so good. I was, I was standing up and audibly yelling at the TV, which is not something I do on a regular. Um, It was amazing. I mean, that that show is just fucking amazing. It is so... It's like... I mean, I don't... You know I don't tread lightly with that stuff. I I mean, I do, actually, but um, I talk strictly in favorite. Everything's either great or awful. Um, But, I mean, it is by far the best show. Like... Hands down. It's just so good. Um, you have to. And somebody was asking me the other day, like, what do you love about that show? Why do you love that show so much? And I was saying that to me, I'm very proud of this statement because after I said it, I was listening to a podcast and they said the exact same thing and they use the exact same reference, which makes me feel like maybe somebody's listening on my computer. But, I said every episode is like a full ensemble play because they bring everybody into like the same place and they're all kind of like talking shit about each other throughout the same place. Like this final episode takes place on a boat uh, on a giant awesome yacht, which is awesome. And um, it's like an Agatha Christie novel is what I said. It's like... Ten Little Indians or Murder on the Orient Express, like where you have all the people. Kn- knives Out. N- what is that? Knives Out. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis is like an Agatha Christie thing. 
Yeah, Knives Out. Yes. Okay, I'm sure that that's what it'll be like. So, where everybody's just sitting around. So, if you were going to watch this on a stage, you'd have all the actors on stage. They'd just be in different corners of it talking, you know, giving exposition while, uh, while, while the entire ensemble's there. It's just great. Anyway. Um, my next note is, did you hear about the... Um, the the Joker, there was a one rule on set. Did you read about this or hear about this? No. So one of the actors, uh, the guy who played um, the clown that, um, the clown who gives him the gun and everything. Yeah. That guy was doing an interview and he was like, I auditioned for this. And when I did, Todd Phillips was like, hey, you know, you're really good. I think we want you to do it. He's like, uh, I just got, you know, one question for you. Are, are you an asshole? And he was like, uh, no, I don't think so. And he's like, no, I mean it. Like, do you, you know, like this is, he's like, because we, uh, Joaquin, you know, is going to be the Joker and he's got one rule on set and it's a no assholes allowed on set. And so, um, He's like, look, I want you to. He said, he said, I want all the. I'll do this as long as you hire a bunch of actors that are good and aren't assholes. And so I just thought that's a really good way to create a vibe on set. Whether it's you know, I mean, obviously, if you're an asshole, you probably don't know it. But if you are and you're being an asshole, it'll make you think twice while you're being. You know, like imagine yeah. if your set right now had a no assholes policy. How much easier yeah, your life no, would be? No one, no one would be working. No one would be working. <laughs> I just think it's a great idea. I'd be like, hey, just no assholes. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Simple. Um, but anyway, I thought that was cool. Uh, my last... Uh, did you see, uh, speaking of uh, Joker, did you see the Batman news, the, the casting news? Yeah. I'm, I'm in on Paul Dano. That's a really good pick. I did good. I agree. I think Paul Dano as the Riddler is a good pick as well. Um, and then Naomi Scott is the. Uh, I think it's Naomi Scott is Catwoman. No, isn't it Zoe Kravitz? Oh, Zoe Kravitz. That's what it is. I'm yeah, good with that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, as long as they give Catwoman something to do. Uh, it should be good. But, uh, yeah, Paul Dano was, like, made for that role. And and I think the best Batman story is a Riddler story. I just don't know what they're going to do with it, but, uh, I mean... You think I that's... Feel a, like, wait a second. You think the Riddler is the best Batman story? Yeah, for a Batman story. More like, more uh, so than Joker? Because Joker's, like, the best villain ever, like, you know, Well, I'm arguably. just saying, for story-wise, like... Because Batman's like a true detective, you know? Yeah, okay. So, like, like, if you're going to do, like, a really good Batman story, like having the Riddler with clues and all this shit, like, that's kind of the story that I think they're going to tell in this one. So it's going to be interesting. You know, when you think back on it, like, really, Batman has the best villains, doesn't it? It's like, it's like not even, it's not even close. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, well, uh, the last of my notes, um, bring me, well, sort of the last, uh, bring me back to China. So we're going back to China. Okay. Well, a lot's happened since the last time we talked and I kind of feel like, yeah, China wanted, uh, David Silver to fire, uh, the guy, um, from the rockets. Daryl Morey. Yeah. Is it David Silver? What did I say? You said David Silver. Yeah, I think it's David Silver. No, David Silver is uh, from 90210. Adam Silver. There you go, buddy. David Silver it, <laughs> David Silver probably has a multi-platinum um, R&B career right now. Um, but that's good. That's a good, that's a good message. Well, anyway, I, I was kind of, 
I, I was kind of uh, wrong on my take about saying like, you know, I said, look, it's funny because I started thinking about my, you know, like I was like, dude, you know, China's been around for a long time. They know what they're doing. But then as I researched it more, I realized that they're doing they're doing some some stuff that I don't know if it's, it's so great um, with this whole. And I want to be very careful because even though nobody listens to this, um, as someone at some point in my life who would like to like work in selling features, uh, I have a feeling that it's probably not a good idea to say anything bad about China. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is it is messed up. Like when you start looking at all the recent, um, you know, all the recent like they banned South Park stuff, and now they try to get so uh, Silver Fire or Defire Mori and uh, anybody who said anything bad is getting like banned. And like it was really weird. Like some ki- some guys were at an NBA game and they had like a free Hong Kong sign and they got kicked out right away and the whole thing is weird. And so it all got capped off by LeBron this week, finally coming out and saying something. And he basically said almost what I said on the podcast last week, but it was really bad when he said it. (laughs) Um, He said, you know, he said, Daryl Murray doesn't understand what he's doing or he doesn't understand, and, and a lot of us have to, you know, he's affecting a lot of people, and he's affecting, like, a lot of people's money, basically. And that's basically meaning, like, shut the fuck up, we're making a lot of money off of this. Um, and that's not a good stance for a guy who's been, like, the social justice warrior of of sports in the last, like, four years, you know? Anyway, it's just a new wrinkle that makes it even more fascinating. And again, it's a story that doesn't have a lot of Trump, so it keeps me excited to to read about. Okay. Even though Trump has finally inserted himself to say that he hates Steve Kerr and Popovich. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he's he's just a wreck. I can't even like talk about. <laughs> So apparently Elizabeth Warren's the front runner. So let's well, go. Well, I'm open. You know, as as I told you, I got her at sixty to one. Right? I told you this. Yeah. So let's go. Um, my last note, I also think, should be the first of our um, of our topics today. Um, which I'm sorry I didn't tell you ahead of time, but um, I have one note. Oh, go, go for your go for your note first. So, I want you to tell me if you remember this song. I'm gonna. It's a part of clip here. Oh no! It was very short, right? Do you know what that song is? Well, I know. I know the, um, what is it? The, does your chain hang low? It's the ice cream, Mike. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, right, okay. I, I thought you were looking for the the title of the song. No, it's, uh... Then, 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 you know, lead me a little bit better than, hey, um, do you, do you know the name of this song, or... Just say, like, what, what is this song? Uh, it's actually from the early 19th century. Well, uh, it was remade... The in the straw. It was remade by a guy named Jibs, a song called Chain Hang Low. Well, guess what? what? It's a really racist song. I just found this out. Okay. Um, I guess this jingle, like, I found out today that, you know, when you hear that hear that song, you get all excited and pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I found out today that the uh, that song was like basically um, it went together with this character, this blackface character of uh, a free black man who's like conforming to white society by dressing in fine clothes and using big words, and like it's like a really racist. Uh, 
image and really racist like undertones and like someone put lyrics to it back in the 1800s and it's like all like n-word and all this other stuff and like i'm just like oh maybe we shouldn't be playing this song uh maybe we need to change our ice cream song look at you you're so woke i know yeah i got really uh I was shocked by that. I like read this whole article about this uh, song that everyone like finds joy. I want to ruin joy. Like most people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I just want, thought that was pretty interesting. That's my note. That's Ice cream note. song is I, racist. I, I like, so, I like your note. It's good. And uh, my second note is who the hell is going to watch this world series? <laughs> Houston and that Washington Nationals. No one's gonna watch this fucking World Series. Um, uh, it's. I think. I think. I think the Nationals are a really cool story. It is a cool story, but once again, who's gonna watch this? No one. Uh. Right. But anyway, go with your last note and lead us. All right. So it also has to do with music. Did you see that they announced the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I did not. Really. Um, You're usually all over this So they announced uh, the 16 nominees. Um, I'm going to read them to you. You're going to tell me who uh, who you would vote for and like yeah, who you think should get in. And um, you know, this is always one of my favorite segments that we do. And again, most people don't care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I think we do. So. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, the first nominee is Todd Rundgren. Don't know who that is. Uh, he's like a 60s like rock guy. Um, anyway, guitar guy. Uh, anyway, uh, well, he starts, he's like a, you know, he's, he's, he was like third, three decades of shit, but I, he's not, my, I don't know. I'm, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you anything about Todd Rundgren other than what's written right in front of me, and I'm not going to read it verbatim. So we'll say that you, he doesn't get our vote. Craftwork, they always get nominated. They're like okay. they're like um like the first fucking they're like Radiohead and like all that kind of like experimental like um I almost hit they're like Radiohead because again that sounds pretty um. But they're the they laid the groundwork for a lot of the like not techno but like Daft Punk and all that shit like. But you're obviously you're not a, you're not gonna vote for them. T Rex. T Rex. Yeah, you know T Rex. Um, no, I don't think I know T Rex. T Rex, uh, bang a gong. Get it on. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what else did T-Rex sing? I feel like that there's another one I'm missing with T-Rex. I feel like T-Rex doesn't make it. Let's just put it that way. No, there, there see, this is the thing, like, I, that, this that's is not thing. my, this is not my first choice. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm uh, pretty sure I'm looking at it right now, but, uh. Okay. Well, what do you mean you're looking at, you're looking, you're, you're not, you're not living in the moment of me telling you each band? I'm, th I'm uh, looking ahead so I can have, uh. Things to talk about. Oh, okay. Well, the next one is the Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers. They're, they're nominated every year. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, what's your... Do you have any memories of them? Uh, uh, there should be a specific one. Um, no. Really? You don't have a specific memory of the Doobie Brothers from growing up? No. No. Uh, well, here's my big memory of the Doobie Brothers growing up. Uh, on what's happening, Raj gets uh, arrested or he gets in trouble. I think I don't remember he gets arrested, but he gets caught scalping tickets to the Doobie Brothers show, and like the Doobies were on it, and they were like, "It's messed up, Raj." Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Um, I'm a huge fan of "What a Fool Believes," which is uh, a Doobie Brothers song. I like, yeah. I love that song. Um, all Blackwater. Right. What'd you say? Blackwater is their one of their songs, yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Motorhead. I think Motorhead, uh, I mean, they've been nominated. Uh, I guess. Did the lead singer die this year or last year? Last year. Yeah, I don't know if Motorhead gets in. They're, they'll, I think they'll, I mean, I think that, uh, uh, quick story, I have a Motorhead t-shirt that I wear a lot, um, um, do you remember any, so to me, m- you know, Motorhead's big song is Ace of Spades, um, that brings me back to playing the Tony Hawk video game, um, they used to be one of like the six or seven songs on the original, or, or, forget which, whichever the really popular Tony Hawk video game was, did you play that at all, do you remember? No, I never. I know exactly what you're talking about, but no, I never oh, played it. That game was the best. Uh, the next one is Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Yeah, I don't know how this gets into the Hall of Fame. Okay. I just don't know. I don't. I don't understand the nomination. I mean, yeah, the songs are popular, but I would not put them in the Hall of Fame now. All right. Uh, Soundgarden. Soundgarden probably is going to make it. Yeah, I think Soundgarden gets in. I mean, they're... So, I've... Uh, when Chris Cornell died, I start... I, 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 I've, I've always liked Soundgarden, um, but I never, like, used to love Soundgarden. I, I've seen them live. Like, they just happen a handful of times to be at things. Like, they played at a couple festivals and shit that I was at. Um, and I always liked them. But when he died, I got really into his, like, he did an acoustic album, Chris Cornell, and it's fucking awesome. And um, it made me really appreciate a lot of their songs more. So I'm, I'm with you. I think Soundgarden, I'm in. Yeah, they're in. Uh, Depeche Mode. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I guess... I mean, yeah, I'm a big Depeche Mode fan, so we'll see. You're a big Depeche Mode fan? I did not know this about you. I mean, not... Listen, I'm not like uh Yeah, I like them. I, I, I love Depeche Like, this is my far my... Well, um... Yeah, this, I was going to say it's by far my favorite band nominated, but the next one might also be. Uh, they're, um... The next one, meaning Dave Matthews Band? No, not Dave Matthews Band. Um, but Depeche Mode is like one of my favorite bands growing up. I, I got, I, I'll tell you, I first started like in Depeche Mode. I was with my friends, Court and Peter, and we went to go visit my freshman year. After my freshman year of high school, we went out to visit, um, we went out to visit San Diego from New Jersey and, uh, cause Court's dad was there. So he went there every summer. And, um, and it was my first year I got invited to go. And um, we were at some theme park and some girl was wearing like a Depeche Mode shirt. And I was like, that, you know, I thought, she, it was just like when you first start like in girls. So I was like, all right, I like Depeche Mode too. And I went and I bought all this shit and I started playing it for them. And they were like, this is terrible. Um, but in the end, they know they really liked it. And they're into Depeche Mode too. So... Um, I'm psyched. I hope they get in. They've got a rabid fan base, but I, I don't think that they get in. Okay. Um, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, they're def- they're definitely getting in. So they didn't get in last time they got nominated. Yeah, I think they're getting in this time. I do too. I just rewatched like two, like two weeks ago. I just rewatched their Woodstock show from 1999, like the Woodstock the muddy, not the one that where everybody got like, not the one or was it ninety nine? Maybe it was ninety four. Because not the, the one with all the rapes. No, the one the one with the rapes was ninety nine. That's not the one. It was the ninety four. <laughs> um, when they covered themselves in mud and then came out, it's pretty. It's a pretty sick fucking show. They like they, they're so good. I saw them um, in October. I went to go see them at the Palladium, and uh, they're still awesome. Like yeah. they're, they're still, he's so good. Um, and the guy makes like good movie scores. He's like the go-to movie score guy now. So yeah, Nine Snails, uh, Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, that's a good one. 
He's definitely getting in. You think he is or isn't? Yes, definitely. Yeah, probably because they put Tupac in and that since those two are always going to be like the yin and yang, uh, I think he gets in. Um, MC5. This is their fifth nomination. Okay. And that's the only thing I can tell you about them based on... uh, I think that they're like punk band. So I'm not familiar enough to give a... Okay. Judas Priest. Not a fan. (laughs) How many guys in your high school... Like wore Judas what? Priest and Iron Maiden shirts, and you're just like, oh, so many. And you're it like, like a, it's like a thing. You're like, why do you want like so many things with like skeletons doing shit? Like, why do so <laughs> many of your clothing have skeletons yeah, exactly. doing shit? Um, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan either. I mean, I, I, uh, but you know, I, I think that they probably belong in because, like, it's, like the fact that we just both. Like we grew up in like little like different places and had the same experience. You're like, all right, so they meant a lot to some people. So, um, Thin Lizzy. No. No. Anything? No. You know, like the boys are back in town. Yeah, I know. They're not getting them. But here's the thing. Like, okay, it's kind of an older crowd. I mean, I'm think. looking at this list and I'm just like, they're not getting it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah, if you were going to place a vote on this, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, you would not even be able to bet on this. Like, there would be no odds. Oh, I wonder if there's odds. I didn't look it up. I'm pretty sure she's 100% getting in. Yeah? Yeah. You know, because there's, the there's the whole thing of, like, that she's not really rock. Yeah, how many people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame aren't rock? I know, but I, look, I, I know, I'm okay with it. She's in. She's in. All right, and then last, she's oh in. no, uh, Dave Matthews Band. I mean, she's really in because the fucking uh, performances at the ceremony are going to be awesome. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Fuck that guy. Really? I hate the Dave Matthews Band. Really? Every song sounds the same. <laughs> I mean, I get that they're so popular and they'll probably get in because of that. Oh, I don't think they get in. I think they're kind of seen as... Um... I feel like uh, there's an echo now in me. Oh, I can really? hear myself uh, talking. Um, but anyway. Wait. Should, but yeah, is Dave it... Matthews' band is terrible. Uh, it's really... People just really go to the shows so they can smoke weed. That's not uh, true. Do all sorts of drugs. That's that's not true, because that used to be the reason. So this is what it is. You're you're not wrong, but what it was is, like, you know, they came out when we were in college, or we were like high school, college, right around then, and, um, that was the reason. Like everybody would go to those shows to like do drugs and stuff and now they just go because they're nostalgic for that because everybody's married with kids and it's like their big night out um i i don't know i i hated dave matthews when they first when he first came out i was like fuck that guy fuck this hippie shit um but secretly i was listening to a couple of um songs and and like I actually wound up really liking Dave Matthews. Um, it reminds me of when I first went to school, like my second school, like my first year that I met you, uh, that Under the Table and Dreaming album. Um, Is that not your online school? No, my online. No. And <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. That was a good callback. That was good. No, I'm trying to think of the music that I'll remember for my my. my <laughs> I'll tell you after this assignment I do. That's really funny, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so you hate Dave Matthews. I'm okay with that. I I have a love hate with that guy, um, but he's got some very popular or very good musicians in his band. So uh, the the last and not not least uh, the person I think 
on this list who most belongs is Pat Benatar. Yeah, she's definitely in. <clears throat> and she's like not my favorite, but I think she's the. I think she is like, she's a badass. Yeah, for sure. Um, so well, it's a battlefield heartbreaker. I mean, she's got so many big hits. Uh, yeah, I, I got. I feel like uh, there's no way that she's not like in automatically. Um. Yeah. So uh, that's our list. You know. Missing a couple people. Yeah, it's your best shot. Yeah. Um, it's missing a couple bands that I'd I'd like, but not bad. All right. Um, what else we got? So that that's our first subject. Our second subject is um, going to be uh, El Camino. I know. I haven't seen it. What? You yeah, saw- I was all set to watch it. Um, and then two of the people that I'm, I'm living in a house right now and, uh, the guy that's staying in the house has his family over and so his wife's here. Uh, it's been very chaotic. I, I, yesterday was just, I wanted to pull my hair out. And so like, we were all set to watch it and then they were like, oh, we've never seen the show. Oh. I fucking made sure I saw this thing. I know. I wanted to freaking watch it. We had a plan to do it. And then uh, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, well, we haven't seen the show. How about, and they were like, how about you pick something that all four of us can watch? And I'm like, ah. So what'd you pick? Late night. Oh. All right. So let's just do that. Let's do that. Let's just do a real quick review of what we've seen. Uh, How is late night? Um, it's okay. I saw, uh, I saw a screening of it. Did you come on me or no? No, I have no interest in late night. I saw a screening of it last year. So uh, explain what late night is. It's on, it's on video now, I guess. Late night is with Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Uh, she's basically like a David Letterman type trying to hold on to a show with all like kind of Jimmy Fallon type. Uh, late night shows that are like viral videos and stuff and she's kind of like the old school kind of Colbert type show where she wants to talk about I don't know and then she's got an all male writing staff white male writing staff and uh, Mindy Kaling comes in and uh, you know kind of shakes it up and uh, you know the whole thing's about diversifying and you know I, I don't know. I had some good themes to it, but it was just like, yeah. Um, but I really wish I had seen El Camino. Well, I'll give my quick review of it because I was actually going to lean on you to do more because I, I kind of didn't want it. Like I, I kind of don't care about El Camino to be honest. Like, okay. I was watching it and I was like, I was kind of happy where it all ended. Like I was good. I didn't need this. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, Breaking Bad, but like, I just, that's how I felt. Like, uh, I, I, I understand people wanting to be back in this world. I am not one of those people. I'm, I was like very, my relationship with Breaking Bad was very healthy. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't as gaga about it as everybody else was, but I thought it was. Paul Goodman in it? No. Uh, but there's a million callbacks. I mean, that, that's basically was like a victory lap this thing where they just kept bringing back people and storylines and things. But now there is also like when you're watching it, there's a couple scenes that you're like, well, this is why these guys like, this is why everybody loves the show. Like, you know, just with the characters and the dialogue and like, you know, there's, there's some slow moving stuff, but you're just, it, it's almost, it's like Coen brothers esque where it's like, you're just watching it. And you're like, this is so fucking interesting. And this shouldn't be this interesting, but it is. You know? Right. Like, you know, like, I always think back on that scene where, uh, in, in, uh, No Country for Old Men, where the guy, where, uh, Anton, whatever fucking the bad guy's name is, he's, um, he's, you know, standing there and he's like, um, 
the guy, you know, the guy's starting to get nervous and he's like, hey, we're, you know, he's staying in the shop and the guy's like, oh, we're, we're about to close. And he's like, you're about to close at this time, this hour, you know, and like, it's like a whole fascinating three minutes. It feels like 15 because every second counts. Uh, and there's a couple of those scenes in this. But ultimately, again, it was just something I didn't need. Okay, noted. Uh, but I did go and see uh, I So, last night, I decided I was going to go to the movies. Um, and there's like three or four movies that came out this week um, that were playing. And a couple of them were playing at the Landmark Theater over on Pico. Um, is that They're only playing in like two theaters in L.A., uh, that they are in the ArcLight uh, in Hollywood. So I, I had my choice last night of Jojo Rabbit, The Lighthouse, or Parasite. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing you went Jojo Rabbit. Well, that's what you would think, and that's the one I wanted to see the most. But that's also the one I could get somebody else to go see with me the most. So I went with Parasite. Oh, nice. That's the one I want to see the most right now. Uh, fucking awesome. Fuck, that guy is fucking awesome. Yeah, he's a good director. Uh, what's his, uh, Ben Ho Jung or whatever? Yeah. Bong, Bong Ho Jung. Dude, that guy is so good. Um, you know, Snowpiercer was awesome. Okja is awesome. Host is awesome. Um, this movie was freaking fantastic. And, like... I was as I was watching it, and it was like it was a sold out theater, so people were like, you know, it was it was just cool. Um, the problem with it, well, let me just say this: the problem with one, one cans, right? Yeah, yeah, one can. The problem with the um, landmark theater is all three of these movies. As I was trying to decide which one to go see, all had the exact same start times, and they're all roughly two hours. So, like, there's no parking and everybody gets out at the same time. It's bullshit. Stagger your oh, movies. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> no, but, um, but, uh, no, it's, it's like, um, so Parasite is a, it's a movie about, like, class. Um, it's basically, and it's such a fuck, even just the fucking title of this movie is so good. Um, like, Parasite, it's just, it's, it's just a perfect title for this movie. And it's like basically about this family who is like super poor. Um, and um, one day the son gets offered an opportunity to go tutor a really rich family's kid. And um, he and his family develop a scheme to get the whole family to become the help for this rich family. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty much a comedy for most of it until the third act become, you know, and this is what this guy does so well. It's like, all of a sudden you're like laughing about something. You're like, Oh shit. You know, yeah. like it's just those moments happen. And that's why his movies are so good. Uh, it just keeps you on your toes. So I, I really, um, I really recommend it. And it's, it was awesome. Nice, I can't wait to watch it. The fourth movie I wanted to see I can't find anywhere is the Jay and Silent Bob movie. I know. I want to see that. So I, wh- saw, a clip, I saw a clip online with the uh, bringing back uh, Jason Lee, who has been MIA for like years, uh, talking of basically doing the same scene from the first movie, uh, talking about sequels. Uh, he did the, the whole speech about doing reboots it's like the same exact scene um but it was funny i was like ah, i missed this yeah i'm with you um but i don't know where this movie plays like i it's not if it's not play like let's face it if it's not playing anywhere in la then where the hell is it playing maybe maybe new jersey because of him uh i, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know yeah i want to watch it let's do our picks all right. Yeah, we did. Oh, look, you're trying to rush me rush me through this? We got NBA bets to go over. I don't know. All right. All right, so let's do the... Let's do the uh, oh, I don't like this. Um, all of a sudden, what, you, what happened? You, you got something to do all of a sudden? No, but my 
just uh, yeah, just keep going. Whatever you get. Wow. Okay. Uh, what do you got? NBA. So, NBA. Let's do some. I'm not NBA. ready for NBA. What do you mean you're not ready? I'm just not ready for it to start. I'm not ready to. I mean, I've been following DeAndre Ayton's uh, apparently like looking awesome, and like he's gonna have a year. Um, and I'm excited for that. Oh God! But, I was like, uh, who, I was just thinking, like, who's DeAndre Ayton? Then I remember. Okay. Yeah, it's like. Sun's number one pick last year. So their over-under is 29. Okay. Their over-under is 29. Cam Johnson. They're they're 500 to 1 to win the NBA championship. Well, I would not bet that. Okay. Uh, That would be wasting your mind. The thing that's exciting is that there is, you have no idea who's going to win the NBA championship this year. It's not like it's been in the past where you know the same teams are involved. So, I don't know. Clippers are going to be good. I'm, I'm like really interested to see Westbrook on the Rockets. Um, there's a lot of awesome storylines that are going to add to this, uh, yes. this year. That's why I don't understand why you're not ready for the NBA. I can't wait. I'm not ready. Me. I got yeah, like, I got two weeks and I'll bet you out. Like, it starts. It starts on Tuesday. I'm so excited. I I think I'm most excited to watch the Pelicans, which is even weirder. Um, well, it sucks that Zion's out for a few weeks now. Yeah, is it a few weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go over. Let's go over odds to win the whole thing. Uh, the favorite right now is the Clippers at five to one. Yeah, they uh, they have a pretty solid team. I think that's something we're going to probably bet on, right? Clippers at 5 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh then you have the Bucks at plus 550. The Lakers at 6 to 1, the Rockets at 8 to 1, Golden State and Philadelphia both at 10 to 1, Nuggets 15 to 1, Utah 15 to 1, Boston 25 to 1, and then uh you know, then it starts going to Portland 30, Nets 45 to 1. So I'm interested in. Uh, I know that I probably won't, but ten to one for the Sixers. Okay, I'd be I'm, I'm, I'll mark that up. I am not against that. I I like the Sixers a lot this year. Um, I'll tell you who else I would I would I'd look into. Uh, the Miami Heat at seventy five to one. I don't know. Um, wait. So Hof- Horford. Um. Who, yeah, he went to the Sixers, right? Yes, the Sixers lineup. Yeah. The Sixers lineup is awesome. Yeah, they have a really good lineup. Um, but the thing about let me let me just tell you this about the Heat. I kind of like what they've done. Um, just when there's it, like, I'm not saying that they're gonna win it all, but I just I'm you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to throw it seventy five to one. Um. But they're, uh, but you know, they're like likely going to make a huge trade this year, probably for at least Chris Paul. Um, I don't know. There's just not, there's anybody has a chance. So like, you know, five to one of the Clippers is great, but when you start looking at these teams that are like fifty and sixty to one, they they do have a more legitimate chance than they would have had in the past. So I'll just start right, anyway. The Eastern Conference. Um, we've just kind of gone over, I, I like Boston a lot this year. I feel like, um, Hayward's going to be healthy. Um, I think Kyrie is addition by subtraction. Um, even though I don't like Kemba as much as I like Kyrie as a player, I think Kemba is like an awesome team guy. And I think that they have, uh, the be- like one of the best five coaches in the NBA, and so I kind of, I kind of like them for where they're at. They're six to one to win the East. Um, and again, the Heat. I still like the Heat. They're thirty to one. Uh, anyone that anyone you want to look at it in the East? Um, no, I think we. Talk. I mean, Bucks and Sixers. I think are. Yeah. So Bucks are plus one fifty. Bucks are plus one fifty. Sixers are plus two twenty five. Yeah, I mean those two teams look pretty good. I'm with you. Or the Nets. I don't. I don't get the Nets at all. 
But what are they right now? Uh, they're fifteen to one to win the East. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Durant was there this year, sure. it'd be a lot different. Um, uh, all right, and then the Western Conference, you know, Clippers at plus two forty, Lakers at plus three twenty five. What's Utah? Houston six to one, Golden State seven to one, Denver eight to one, Utah eight to one. Denver might be uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. An eight to one, but there's just so many like good teams now in the West. Feel yeah. like Utah and Denver kind of get kind of like pit screwed thing right now, but they still have good teams. I mean, Utah's got a solid team. Yeah. So um, I'm not I'm not opposed to doing eight to one on either of those teams. Okay. Uh, I'm not as in love with you. Utah's a little over overpriced for me. Like I feel like everybody loves Utah, but I'll write I'll write it down. Um, so let's go into some over unders. Um, I know you didn't do this, so uh, I'll tell you the ones that I like. Uh, I like Boston. Boston's over under is forty nine and a half. They only won like forty five last year. Um, but again, I, I I like them to to make a small up this year uh brooklyn's over under is 45 i like the under i don't i don't see how they're that good without like who's the core of their team it's Kyrie and deandre jordan i don't know not feeling it my one of my favorite favorite bets is the under for the charlotte hornets of 24 um, that team is horrible. Yeah. And everybody's... Frank, every, Frank Kaminsky is now a son. <laughs> everybody is so overpaid on Charlotte. They have no... They, they can't make any moves. They are going to be terrible. Um, that team is bad. So, under 24 for Charlotte, I love. I like the under on Indi- uh, Indiana. Uh, they're 47 and a half. A lot of people, like... When we start going through all these odds and stuff, Indiana's placed pretty high. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Oladipo. Like, is that guy... They don't even know when that guy's coming back. And so, like, they're not going to rush him back if they kind of suck. I just don't... I don't see why they'd be... Who is their big addition? That dude from... Um, was it Brock? Not Brogdon. Whatever from Milwaukee. Um, I don't know. Brogdonovich. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Clippers yeah. over under 53 and a half. I like their over. Yeah, I like that over. Uh, and I like the Lakers over a 50. I think the Lakers are going to be a really good regular season team. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I like 50 for sure. Um, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, i kind of rooting for as the Lakers. As long as LeBron and Davis are healthy, they're going to win 50 right. games. Right, exactly. All right, good. Um. Uh, going back, I like, you know, I've, I've discussed this a lot already. I like Miami over 43. Um, they just have to be above 500. And I kind of like, you know, the East sucks. I don't understand. Um, who else? Uh, the Minnesota under of 35 and a half. Um, I think Minnesota. Uh, and a half. Okay. Um, no and- Rubio. Right. Yeah. Well, they have all the same people that that sucked last year when we had their yes. over. <laughs> exactly. Um. And then the last one I have, I did have New Orleans at thirty nine, but now you just told me the Zion news. I'm kind of like, I'm gonna lay off of that one. Um. The last one I like is Washington under uh twenty seven. That team stinks too. Yeah, they just resigned Beal. Is Wall like is Wall still hurt? Or yeah, Wall's out. Wall's still out. The thing with Beal is, I think I think Beal leaves at the trade deadline. I think I think they got to move him. So you know, like every year we have like a you know this is the new NBA has like 
all these new guys that are going to be switching teams and shit. Uh, this year, it's the big names, at least preseason, are, are Bradley Beal and Chris Paul. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, to win the divisions, uh, in the Atlantic division, you got the Sixers are minus 200. I, like I said, I like the Celtics at 3-1. to one. Uh, Milwaukee's a huge favorite to win the Central. It's not worth even getting into any of those other teams. Uh, Miami is the favorite to win the Southeast at minus 125. The Southwest division isn't even up for... But it's off the table. Everything's off the table that involves New Orleans right now. Because they don't know. Um, the Northwest, the Jazz are the favorite at plus 110. And then you have the Nuggets right behind them at plus 140. I kind of like the Nuggets, but I... Uh, you know, that's because, like I said, I think that Utah's a little overpriced. Yeah, but, I'm in. Uh, I like the Nuggets. Okay, let me write that one down. Nuggets plus 140. Denver. Uh, and then in the Pacific Division, now this one's interesting. Clippers are minus 180. Lakers are plus 250. Warriors are plus 600. I like the Lakers at plus 250. I just think that's good value. Okay, I definitely like the Clippers at minus 180. Okay. Uh, it so. seems like you could probably, so wait, if my math is correct, if you took both those teams and one of them wins, you could come out, uh, let me think. No, that, that it doesn't work. All right. Um, uh. um, another one of my favorite bets, uh, is, uh, will a California team win the 2020 NBA championship? Yes is yep. plus, yes is plus one hundred five, so basically you're getting yeah I figured you'd like that you're getting the Lakers the Clippers and the Warriors for plus one hundred five and Sacramento and Sacramento you were right and Sacramento is not bad but no they may win the championship they're probably not winning the championship no um finals possible possible matchups uh you know. We we do this. There's one that I do want to put money on. I want to put Lakers Celtics at thirty to one. All right, I'm in on that. Just life happens that way sometimes. Uh, rookie of the year. There's that's all off the table because of the Zion injury. MVP. Who do you like as your MVP? Um. Hmm. I mean, uh, Kawhi. Kawhi is Steph Curry. Kawhi is eight to one. I like Steph Curry too. He's five to one. Your favorite freak, Greek freak, at plus two fifty. Curry five to one. Anthony Davis at plus seven fifty. Harden at eight to one. Kawhi at eight to one. And Bead at twelve to one. LeBron at twelve to one. Jokic at twelve to one. Then Luca at twenty to one. Dame Lillard twenty five to one. Paul George thirty to one. Here's one I like that I think is very interesting. Donovan Mitchell at 40 to 1. If that guy, if that, yeah. you know, if that team is good. Uh, I don't know. It'd be tough for him to win, but that's fine. Uh, and then so on and so forth. Is there anyone, anyone here that I'm not, that I haven't mentioned that you want to hear? Kyrie. I just don't think Donovan Mitchell gets like too much airtime, you know? Well, he was. It's interesting because on this NBA uh, or on this, uh, on like the the team that just lost in um, the the World Championships, he was like the only guy that was like really good on that team, and he kind of became like the alpha. So usually that guy does really well. That's like a whole Simmons take thing. That's where that comes from. Okay. But uh, that's where my interest in him goes. Uh, Kyrie at seventy five to one. That's an interesting one. Your boy Devin Booker is one hundred and fifty to one. Book him up. Uh, and yeah, so those are. Um, oh, I know what we're missing. Odds to make the playoffs. Now these I always like. Uh, I only really like to take. You know, most of these are really you know when the team's obviously going to make the playoffs. It's not worth betting. Um, 
With like, I'll I'll just go through them real quick. Like the Hawks. Do you think the the Hawks make the playoffs? No, we're doing every single one. No. Uh, no. All right. I I kind of like their odds for yes, even though I don't think I. I mean, they're plus two eighty to make it, minus three sixty to not. I just kind of listen. If you want to do a podcast, you can't you can't be doom and gloom about the material. I know. Sorry, I've been like uh, run through the ringer like for three weeks. I'm sorry. I feel like an asshole, but um, the Nets to not make the playoffs is plus two forty. Um, Dallas to make the playoffs is plus two twenty. In case you like Porzingis, um, yeah, I like that. Sure. Um, I like, like I said, I I don't believe in Indi- Indiana. So their no is plus six twenty five. Um, I will be taking that. Oklahoma City to make it is plus seven fifty. Do you think they have any chance? No. And Toronto no is plus four seventy five. Now those are just some pluses. That's where I was finding some value. You can say like, like let's just say I wanted to bet on the Suns not making it. That's minus three thousand. So. Um, if you like the Suns, maybe you put a little bit of money on plus twelve hundred. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, and then, and that's it. All right, I'll leave you there. Great NBA uh, betting segment where you were just miserable the whole time. <laughs> I told you, I'm not ready. Well, uh, the season starts Tuesday, so the shit still, has to get done. It's still coming. I'm not ready. Um, I gotta tell you. I woke up early to do this, and I am a. I've, I feel like I've I've had my A game this podcast. You have. I'm not. You've been carrying us. I don't usually feel like I've had my A game. I feel like I've had it today. You have. I'm not. That's not a lie. Um, you know, I, I I understand. I've mailed in a couple of these things, so I I get where you're coming from. I'll try not to expose you anymore. Let's get into our NFL picks and get you out of here. Um, this week. We, uh, I am going to put my, my fucking huge eight and 10 record up against your five and 13 record. I'm going three and up. I had a friend tell me my favorite thing to do is listen to your podcast just to hear your picks. Um, because I, he's like, I just love reviewing how wrong you guys are on everything. Well, guess what? <laughs> Not this week, buddy. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you got? All right. My first pick Buffalo Bills minus 17 versus Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think Miami Dolphins, uh, are not going to score in this game. And, uh, I think it's going to be a, if they score three points, three or less, um, and then the Bills will probably score like 20. It'll probably be like a 27-3 final. Um, and uh, I like the Bills a lot. Great. Well, someone we are going to have a winner this week because my first pick is Miami plus 17. Okay. I like give me the points. Uh, I feel like um, Miami is terrible, but Buffalo is, to me, I don't, find, I, I don't see Buffalo as a team that's beating anybody by 17. I think they're good. Their defense is uh, the best defense in the league. So. Uh, I completely disagree with that statement. Um, I think okay. I think San Francisco is the best defense in the league. I think the Patriots are probably second. Um, but uh, all right, well we'll see. I mean, look, right, so I just I, yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, what's your second pick? A second pick. I think uh, the Colts off a of bye are going to beat. The Texans in a big division rivalry game at home, minus one and a half. I like it. All right. See, I'm a big, I am a big believer in Deshaun Watson. I, um, Me too. I don't. I love Deshaun I don't want to bet against. I don't think. Uh, I think Indianapolis being home and coming off the bye and getting all charged up for this, I think it's going to be. Uh, they're going to win this game. I'm going to stay away from this game, but I'm very much looking forward. This is probably the best game today. Right. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, Seattle, Baltimore looks is going to yes, be pretty good. That's true. And like you said, actually, your your Giants Cardinals game is going to be kind of fun. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's R- a, lot R- of, a lot of fun players in that game. Um, and then you know, obviously, tonight's the big NFC East. Oh God, those two teams. Uh, my my second pick is Jacksonville minus four and a half. Cincinnati's a mess. Cincinnati's a mess. They are in Cincinnati. Um, Minshew. I'm, I I love. I'm on the Minshew train. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm I I feel like I take Jacksonville too much, but I still feel like you're getting value with Jacksonville that you shouldn't be getting. Um, this might be the last week of it. Or maybe I have them all pegged wrong, considering that I'm eight and ten. Uh, but that's from going Jacksonville minus four and a half at Cincinnati. All right, and your friend, your buddy who listens to the podcast is gonna love this bet. <laughs> uh, my, I like the Jets plus nine points at home versus the Patriots on Monday night. Patriots are banged up; might be without a bunch of offensive stars. Um, and is Jets, one of those guys uh, Tom Brady? got a boost from, uh, getting Darnold back. And, uh, I think they're going to be up for this game. Wow. All right. Uh, my third pick is the LA Chargers getting two and a half at Tennessee. Um, Tannehill. Another thing, yeah, Tannehill. Uh, I I uh, was not a fan of his work in Miami. Um, I just think I don't know. I like again. I have a losing record, so. But I I keep I keep thinking that that they're giving Tennessee too much value uh, every week. Uh, now the Chargers are a mess, so let's not pretend the Chargers yeah. are like. But they they could put it together at any point. And them playing away isn't a big deal because last week they were playing at home against Pittsburgh and uh, my brother was there and he said he thought it was 90% Steelers. Uh, they, in fact, played Steeler songs over the loudspeakers at the game. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. They were pissed off about that. Yeah, it was supposed to be a joke, but everybody, get, you know, there was too many fans who so drowned out whatever the joke was on it. So it's, <laughs> it's apparently there was terrible towels being waved all over the place. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh and the Cowboys are the two yeah. biggest uh, traveling teams. Yeah. In Green Bay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to take the, the Chargers my, uh, plus... Um, Whatever I whatever I said plus one and a half I think when two and a half plus two and a half, um, you know, this is the first week I think that I've I've had anybody getting points, so trying something new. All right, well I guess we're gonna go watch some games and uh, enjoy our Sunday. Yeah, I'm gonna go walk the dogs and enjoy some football and uh, try to forget about this conversation. Okay, sounds good. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you when one of us is 3-0 next week. We'll see who that is. It's going to be me. <laughs>